When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Powered by Clear Vision Development Group, this is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leader's podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Hi, everybody. This is Tony Richards with the Better Than Before show on the C-Suite Radio Network. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. We got an outstanding show coming up for you today. We're going to do the national days for this week. So you're up on your celebratory activities. And then also today, I'm going to stay with this subject of beliefs. Last week, we talked about limiting beliefs. And I thought, man, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. I need to back up. And so I'm just going to talk today about the subject of beliefs, where they come from, and how they affect your success. That's coming up on today's show. I am just a couple of days away from heading out here from the uh, Clear Vision headquarters. Oreo and I uh, have our bags packed, and we're going to throw them in the old Blue Tornado Chevy truck and drive down to Kentucky, where I have a small house on Lake Barkley. Kentucky Lake is on one side, and Lake Barkley is on the other, and the small town near where I grew up named Grand Rivers, Kentucky, is in the middle, where there's a fairly around those parts and for tourists who come there a fairly famous restaurant called patty's 1880s and uh, also a grocery store a a dairy dream a dairy queen whatever you want to call it everybody goes there for their milkshakes and their small hamburgers and such there's a couple of theaters in town where live shows are conducted it's a quaint little small town that has a bunch of tourists all summer long and of course This coming weekend will be Labor Day weekend, and everybody will hit the lake and start thinning out. I rent my place out during the summer, and now that most people have had their lake journeys this summer, I am going down for, oh, about 12 or 13 days. We're going to be down there, and Oreo and I are just going to sit on our deck and We're going to drink coffee in the morning, and we're going to read and do some studying and begin our thought process about 2024. We've got some exciting things in 2024 that have just been kind of in the back of our minds, and we're going to start thinking through those a little bit. I'm also going to be speaking. My cousin, Christy Myrick, my mom had only one sibling. She had a sister. And uh, her sister had three kids. My mom had two, me and my brother. And so on that side of the family, I have three cousins, Tim, Cindy, and Christy. 
And Christy is the pastor of a church called Healing Word Ministries in Smithland, Kentucky, which is just a couple of miles in the same home county where I grew up. And I'm going to be speaking there Friday night, September the 1st at 630. So if you just happen to be around the western Kentucky area, please drop by and see us. I am going to be talking about things you can do daily to be strong. You won't want to miss that if you're around the the area. We'd be glad to see you. My brother and my sister and my niece all go to church there. They're all in the praise and worship group. And my brother's been going out and doing some speaking at some churches. And so we're going to have a little family get together there at Healing Word Ministries on Friday night, September the 1st. And we'd be happy to see you there. So let's get into today's show, and let's talk about these national days that are coming up. August 29th, so National Sports Sampling Day, National Lemon Juice Day, International Day Against Nuclear Tests. It's the According to Hoyle Day, and also National Chop Suey Day on uh, August 29th. On August 30th, International Day of the Victims of Enforced Disappearance. Sounds like some human trafficking connection there. So definitely want to support that. International Whale Shark Day. It's National Beach Day, National Grief Awareness Day, and National Toasted Marshmallow Day. Hey, Oreo, maybe we need to... Oreo's sacked out. She's asleep. She's not listening to me. I was going to say, maybe we ought to think about toasting some marshmallows while we're up there. National Eat Outside Day is coming up on August 31st, International Overdose Awareness Day, National South Carolina Day. So as we work our way through the states, it's South Carolina Day on the 31st, National Trail Mix Day, National Matchmaker Day on the 31st of August. All right, coming up on September 1st, we've got World Letter Writing Day. It's International Cabaret Day. And on September the 2nd, we have National World Coconut. It's National and World Coconut Day. On September the 3rd, it's World Board Day, International Turkey Vulture Day. You have turkey vultures where you live? We don't have too many in Missouri, but down in Kentucky, we got a bunch of turkey vultures. It's International Bacon Day. Woo, that sounds good. September the 4th, it's World Sexual Health Day. It's World Samosa Day. And it's also Labor Day here in the United States. And the official close of summer, we celebrate Labor Day as the day that summer is officially coming to a close. Okay, let's talk about beliefs, where beliefs come from and how they affect your success. That's our subject today in my coaching discussion that I want to have with you. And beliefs and values, I've put this forth as my assertion for a very long time. And speaking of beliefs, this is something I believe very deeply. Your values, the things that you value and the things that you stand for and your beliefs are the deepest part of you as a human being. And you select the things that you value and you select the things that you believe, but you're also heavily influenced by your upbringing, by your parents, by your family, by those around you that you respect. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on in today's show. But these are things that are fairly well entrenched in you. And 
no one can change those things. Only you can change those things, but you can change them in a heartbeat. I have seen people, for instance, people who believe there is no God. I have seen them change that belief in a matter of seconds and convert to being a believer in God. I have seen people who believed just anything very, very deeply and then find out through contradictory evidence that something else was indeed true rather than what they had believed. And so it's sort of like you've got a Microsoft Word document on the inside of you that has your values written on it, it has your beliefs written on it. And it's sort of like when someone changes what they value or they change what they believe, it's like they backspace over that thing in the document and they write the new value or belief in there and they hit save. And that's how easy it is for someone to change a value or belief, but they have to be the one that changes it, not you. You can convince someone to ponder and consider changing but the only person who can really change it is themselves, right? Now, those values and those beliefs, they feed a voice, a silent psychological voice, thought stream, we call self-talk, in your mind that is positive and also a stream that is negative. And one stream is essentially saying in the words of your language and the words of your vernacular, and it sounds just like your voice talking, or it could be the voice of your dad, or it could be the voice of your mom that you hear, or you hear a voice of someone that persecuted you, or perhaps it was your second or the third or fourth or fifth grade teacher that said something and you still hear that voice. Maybe it was a preacher on Sunday. Maybe it was Sunday school teacher. It could be various people. And that voice is either positive or negative on particular subjects. One of those voices says, Hey man, hang in there. You can do this. And the other one says, no matter how hard you try, you're never going to be able to do this. And so sometimes that voice is deceptive. Sometimes it sounds encouraging. Sometimes it says, keep trying, keep pushing. You'll be admired for having made an effort when you fail. <laughs> Some things like that, right? And high-level, elite-level performers, such as the ones that I coach professionally, I try to work with them on this voice. And quite often, those people their belief matches their passion. So let's take someone great in history that achieved things on a high level, like the French general Napoleon. He believed that he was the greatest general of his time. And you know what? He was. He may have been the greatest general of all time. Steve Jobs, a more recent example that everyone would be familiar with. Steve Jobs, who founded Apple Computer, believed his people could achieve the impossible. So they did. Another recent example, Richard Branson believed he could win against a formidable established airline like British Airwaves. He believed Virgin Airlines could beat them in the customer contest, and he won. Although every other airline that ever tried had failed for the past 50 years. The thing is, beliefs are contagious. 
Beliefs win supporters. Beliefs are self-fulfilling. Harvard professor Rosebeth Moss Cantor shows in her book Confidence that the belief you can win creates momentum, which improves your chances of winning. So what do you do when you don't believe? Well, over the past six weeks, I've studied books and articles and have been making notes and put together some thoughts about how I could explain to you about beliefs. And it's a little part of a curriculum I've always wanted to develop, but it always got pushed to the side. So give me a few minutes and I'll explain to you. Here are the four fundamental things about beliefs. Number one, beliefs are not real. They're thoughts. They've yet to be converted into actual material things or actual success or failure. They're mental maps. They're abstracts of reality that help us predict a complex world by forming simple correlations. My dad always believed this. He said good batteries have to be cold. So he kept batteries in the freezer. He just associates cold with batteries that have energy. You know, there are kids who believe Santa Claus rides a sleigh, and they also believe Easter bunnies leave candy eggs in the backyard. As a grown-up human being, our beliefs seem more complicated, but they're no different and no more real than Santa or the Easter bunny. They are simply rules and correlations to help us better predict and explain the world. Number two, there are four anchors that form our beliefs. And if you're interested in this, I would suggest you check out the book, Why We Believe What We Believe by Andrew Newberg and Mark Robert Waldman. It's uh, excellent work. But the four anchors that form our beliefs are, number one, evidence. Something happens in our life. So, example, gifts appear one morning, and my mom says that Santa brought them. Number two, logic. We check to see if the belief we formed about the evidence we witness makes sense. We call this logic, but logic is simply checking if the belief is consistent that other beliefs that we have, such as gifts can't appear just out of nowhere, and mom and dad were asleep, so it had to be Santa. Nobody else could have been able to get in the house and leave them under the tree. Only Santa could do that. That's logic. And then three is emotion. When we experience strong emotion at a time a belief is formed, then that belief embeds itself indelibly. The emotion can be positive, love, pleasure, comfort, or it can be negative, pain, shame, fear. The stronger the emotion, the more likely we are to adopt the belief. A three-year-old's joy at getting a new choo-choo train is strong enough that he will remember the first gift Santa gave him, and he will start anticipating Santa coming again next year. And then number four, social consensus. We believe more deeply if others also believe the same thing. We are, after all, social creatures. We have to have other human beings, right? Beyond the ingrained tendency to follow our clan, those are communities that share values so we can collaborate more efficiently so evolution rewards groups that share the same beliefs. My thought is here that your kids know 
that the other kids that they go to school with all say Santa brought them gifts too. So this just further strengthens the conviction that Santa is real. All right. Here's number three in the framework. We covered one and two. Number three is we reject or throw out what doesn't fit. So once a belief is formed, we explain away any inconsistent evidence. In other words, the need to have consistency between our beliefs persists after a belief is formed. We value consistency over truth, and we prefer to reject any new beliefs and evidence that go through the uncertainty of considering an existing belief is false. We go through surprisingly great lengths to make sure and protect and hold on to the beliefs that we've already established. I saw a documentary in which a young child said to his friends, Santa came to my house and ate a little bit of a cookie, and then he went over to Jack's house and ate a little bit of a cookie and drank a little milk. Then he went to Maria's and ate some, and then on and on and on. So if he went to all our houses in one night, it has to mean, I mean, you're sure that Santa can't be real, but then all of a sudden he gets real excited and said, man, Santa must have been really hungry. And the belief is reinforced. And then here's number four. Humans need consistency between beliefs, actions, and words. The great psychologist Robert Caldini calls this the rule of consistency. And if you want to learn more about this, you need to read his book, Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion. This is how beliefs hold us down, or this is how they raise us up. The impact you have on the world is determined by what you do and what you say. These are two primary channels through which you interact with and influence our world. We can act or speak in a way inconsistent with our beliefs, but only for a short time. We are acting and pretending. Eventually, our beliefs will win out. So if you believe you can't do something, you may be able to fake it through it for a while, acting and speaking as if you really can, but you will eventually fall back into acting and speaking like someone who can't achieve it. And as a result, you will achieve the results of someone who can't. You will fail. Interestingly, the relationship also works in reverse. If you persist with actions or words that are inconsistent with your beliefs, your beliefs will eventually change. This is the principle that leads to brainwashing. A study of American prisoners of war who had been brainwashed into believing the enemy's point of view showed that their abandoning of the beliefs they originally fought for came about because their captors would force them to read texts that espoused opposing beliefs. Example, communism instead of freedom. Reading words that were inconsistent with their beliefs day after day for months created a schism in their psyche that had to be reconciled. In other words, their belief had to change. It was as if they thought, I am saying this thing and I must believe it. And we can apply this principle as a tool to lock in a new belief later on. That's somewhat of an explanation of how we believe what we believe, where those beliefs come from, how they affect your success, how you can change them, how they get reinforced, and such and so on. And so I hope you found value in this little framework that I shared with you today. 
Next week on the show, I'm excited. Lisa Folger is going to be here, and we're going to talk more about psychology. We're going to talk more about something called NLP. We're going to talk a lot about positive thinking and positive action and how those correlate. And I think you're going to really, really like my visit with Lisa Folger. And that's coming up on next week's Better Than Before show number 636. It will be. And it will be right here on the C-Suite Radio Network. You can follow me. I will be taking somewhat of a break from social media these next 11 days or so. But I will be on there intermittently. But my Twitter handle is Tony Richards 4 You can also join my Facebook group. It's Tony Richards Speaker, Author, Coach. And all you have to do is like that page. And those are the two primary social medias that I engage in. I need to get a new LinkedIn profile back up. I was hacked, and it was just so much of a hassle to rescue the old one that I just said, forget it. But I'm going to put a new LinkedIn profile up. I promise maybe I'll work on that while I'm on vacation. ClearVisionDevelopment.com is my website, and there you'll find an archive of all the previous Better Than Before shows. You'll find 20 years worth of blog posts and a whole lot of other resources that will be helpful to you. You can sign up for my Monday morning memo, which is my email newsletter that's free that I write to my clients that you also can receive if you'd like to. On the homepage of the Clear Vision Development website, just put in your email address and you'll start getting that in your email inbox every Monday morning. Special thanks, as always, to our super producer, Tessa Hall, that puts these shows together and uh, makes them sound so good. Until we visit again next week here on the C-Suite Radio Network on the Better Than Before show, I'm your host, Tony Richards, reminding you that everything gets better when you get better. For listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.